And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live on this Tuesday. Got a lot to talk with you all about today. Uh, we've got some high school baseball results from yesterday to break down. Some big, big games were played. We've got some you know, district standings to run down for you all. Some big games coming up today, including one that you'll be able to hear right here in 102.7 and 1600 AM KLEB. Um, whew, a whole lot going on. It is a busy time. It is a very active time, and it is a time where there's a lot of high-stakes action that is taking place in our area. So let's dive right in by thanking our sponsors. Ashley Barrio, State Farm Agent and Cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial Power Systems, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs, because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets, get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., seven days a week. At Rouse's Markets, taste like home. Buzz Off, Buzz Off is the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And the fourth annual Blue Boot Rodeo, supporting the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. The foundation's mission is to educate everyone on water safety and drowning prevention in and around all bodies of water. The fishing rodeo will be held July 7th, 8th, and 9th at the Grand Isle Marina and Tarpon Pavilion in Grand Isle, Louisiana. So we thank Blue Boot for joining in on our play-by-play broadcast. And then quick reminder, and then we'll get to the scoreboard. Join us for... High School Varsity Baseball Coverage, sponsored in part by Thibodeau Regional Health Systems, Golden Motors, Rouse's Markets, 3T Oil Change, Buzz Off, and Terrebonne General Health System today at 4 o'clock. In fact, after I leave here, <laughs> I'm going to be heading out to Assumption. South Lafouche will be taking on Assumption in a huge, huge district matchup. Um, in about 5 to 10, nah, not 10 minutes, but probably about 5 to 7 minutes, we'll have Cameron Pierce of Terrebonne High School Baseball on today to talk about his team. Then at 12.15, it's Tuesday. So it's TGMC Tuesday. We'll have Stan Gravois on to talk about everything going on in the area. High school baseball, high school softball playoffs, NBA playoffs, NFL, college football, whatever, you name it. Stan and I will cover it. Um, And then I'm going to talk some NBA playoffs and get your betting picks and everything of the sort. So let's run down the scoreboard from yesterday. Thibodeau beats Central Lafouche 5-3. It was a must-win game for Thibodeau. I don't think they're going to get in. I don't think they have enough points left on their schedule to get into the top 32. But if they wanted any shot, they had to beat Century yesterday, and they did. They get a 5-3 win. HL Bourgeois beats Terrebonne 12-2. How about the work of Josh Smith and his staff? They started the season in district very poorly. You know, They were one of the big dogs, one of the favorites at the beginning of the year. They started off very poorly. They have now bounced back. They're 7-4. and four. They're in prime shape. They're, they've Clinched yesterday, a 20-win season. What work from their crew getting a big one yesterday? Destrahan gets a big one yesterday. They beat Hondo 8 to nothing. We'll get you our 5A district standings in a second. It's a mess. It's, it, there's teams all over at the top. It's a very close, hard-fought, tight-knit district. 4A yesterday. <clears throat> Nobody locally played. Remember we told you South Foos would be rooting for Bell Chase? Well, they lost the Jesuit 2-1. to one. They don't get a PowerPoint out of that game. One of the best teams in Louisiana, North Vermilion, gets a one nothing win over Karen Crow. Those are teams jockeying for position. Karen Crow's in the top 10. North Vermilion's in the top two or three. That was a big game yesterday. North Vermilion gets the win. In 3A, 
Remember, we told you South Lafouche would be rooting for De La Salle. They did get the win. They went 11-2 over Kenner Discovery Health Sciences. The Tarpons get a power point out of that one. Patterson gets a 24-3 win over McKinley, so a big win there for the Lumberjacks. Two-way, Homa Christian gets a 12-0 win over False River. That's a big win for the Christian Warriors. North Lake Christian, that's a team that South Lafouche played that the Tarpons were rooting for. They fall to Springfield 11-1, so the Tarpons don't get a power point there. Game of the day in terms of the matchups on paper, it's St. Charles getting a 10-1 win over Covenant Christian. So CCA falls. They had been red hot, but yesterday they fall to the Comets of St. Charles who get a big victory. Let's see. In 1A, Central Catholic of Morgan City beats Highland Baptist 15-3. So a big win for um, Central Catholic who had been kind of on the skids. Now, let's break down our local 5A district because this thing is convoluted. There are teams all over the place, and there are a lot of possibilities here as we enter the final days of the season. Right now, Destrehan is currently on top with an 8-2 and two record in district play. They're 18-12 and 12 overall. They're comfortably in the playoffs. They're going to get in. Hanville is 8-3 and three in district. They're hanging on by a thread in the top 32 right now. We'll tell you that about that in just a second. They're 8-3. and three. They're half a game back. HL Bourgeois 7-4, game and a half back. Terrebonne is 6-4, likely needs to win the district to get into the top 32. And then Thibodeau trails behind. Uh, they're 5-6, Central Lafouche 4-7, and, and East St. John is 0-12. That's one heck of a district, and there are a lot of games that are going to be being played in the coming days that are going to decide that thing still yet. Destrehan's on top of the district, right? They're 8-2, right? Okay, well, let me tell you what they've got coming home. They've still got to play Hanville. They've still got to play Terrebonne. Neither one of those games are going to be easy. So that's, you know, an opportunity there where if, you know, they could they still control their own destiny, certainly, but it's certainly not going to be easy for them. Hanville coming home. They've got game, a game with Destrehan. They've got one left. They got an opportunity to split that series and, and kind of, you know, punch their ticket near the top. For HL Bourgeois, what do they have coming home? They're a game and a half back, right? They've got to pretty much win out. They've got Terrebonne left. So what's, I'm not trying to, what doesn't add up here? Why? Destrehan has one less game than everybody else. Let me go back and do that math and see who Destrehan has to play. Because <clears throat> they have one fewer game than everybody else in the district right now. I'm trying to see what makeup game they have left. Uh, yeah, da, da. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll try to figure it out for you all. But anyway, that district is very close, very competitive, and there are a lot of teams that are fighting for position, and it's going to come down to the final day of the regular season. Now, yesterday's results, we told you all, we pretty much have a good idea of who's going to be in the playoffs, but seeding is going to fluctuate daily, right? And yesterday, with yesterday's results, Destrehan getting the big win. They move up to number 17. They're now close to hosting an opening round game. That was a huge win for them yesterday. They moved up to 17th. HL Bourgeois 23rd with a win yesterday. So they're comfortably in. Hanville is the team that's going to be sweating it out. They're 32nd right now. They can't afford to move down anymore. They've got to win. These next couple games are playoff games for Hanville. They are 32nd, the last team in on the button. And everybody else on the outside, Terrebonne, Thibodeau, they look like they're going to miss out on postseason, barring something unexpected happening. <clears throat> in 4A, we have a new number one team in the state. North Vermilion has overtaken everyone. They're now the new number one team in the state. Remember we told you, Earlier in the segment, they had a huge win over Karen Crow yesterday. That catapulted them up to number one. So now, 
South Lafourche still sits at number seven. But Tioga got a bunch of schedule points yesterday. So Tioga is now breathing down the Tarpons' neck. They're just trailing South Lafourche for number eight. Um, well, for number seven, sitting at number eight. The Tarpons play Assumption today. If South Lafourche wins that game, they could give themselves a little cushion over Tioga, perhaps. If they lose that game, they're going to be dropping back down to number eight. Huge seeding implications in all of these games coming home down the stretch. South Terrebonne is currently sitting at number 16. They've been there for a while. Of course, Ellen, they're 22. Uh, they're comfortably in. Morgan City at 31. They're comfortably in. Um, Vanderbilt Catholic sits at number three in Division Two. That's where they've been for a while. Looks like that's kind of where they're going to be. EDY dropped down to number nine yesterday. They were number eight whenever we gave these numbers. Now they're back number nine. So, again, seeding implications. The difference between eight and nine is being at home in the opening round. Home of Christian gets a win yesterday, but they don't move up any. They stay at number 12. <clears throat> CCA falls yesterday, and now they're number seven in the Division Four playoffs. So, these numbers are going to move and shake and fluctuate, and these games in the final days of the regular season are going to be huge, critically huge for seeding. And I can't wait after all the games are going to be played today because there's a ton of them to break down the numbers again for you on tomorrow's show and let you know where everybody shakes out. Let's catch a quick break. When we get back, we're going to go to Terrebonne High School baseball coach, Coach Cameron Pierce. His Terrebonne team has played some good ball, just kind of been on the wrong end of the PowerPoint numbers in recent days. We'll talk to Coach Pierce about that. It's play-by-play here on 102.7 and 1600 AM. KLEB. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Hello, customers and friends. Taylor Griffin with Dufresne Building Materials here, back to remind you about a top-selling product right now, and that's roofing. Don't forget about the local guys, because we've got you covered with roofing paper, synthetic roofing felt, and so many Tamco Elite and Tamco Heritage shingle options. Starter strips, hip and ridge, 20-year three-tab, 30-year architectural, we've got it all. And you want to talk color options, you name it, we've got it. And we've got six going on seven convenient locations to serve you. Cut off, Thibodeau, Bell Chase, Luling, Slidell, Gulfport, and coming soon, Grand Isle. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. It is the best time of the high school baseball season. We're getting ready for playoffs. We're playing for seeding. We're deciding district championships. A lot going on. 
We're on the phone lines right now with Terrebonne baseball coach, Coach Cameron Pierce. Coach Pierce, good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm all right. How about yourself? Doing fine, man. Uh, you guys had a tough one yesterday, had an opportunity to you know, improve your district positioning, and, and just kind of never uh, went your way. You guys struggled against HL Bourgeois. Talk about the way the game went down yesterday. Well, it was a tale of two games. I mean, you look at the first couple innings, you know, we scored in the first with, uh, with a base hit. They got, they got two runs back in the second. We scored another one in the third. And it stayed at 2-2 for a little while. They got a couple runs off of a couple of, uh, a couple of errors in the bottom of the fourth, and then the floodgates opened. They're a, uh, they're a big inning type offense, and the big inning bug bit us late in the game yesterday. Your district is, is, and I was going over this in the first segment of the show, it's very competitive. There are a lot of teams near the top. Um, man, and, and even, you know, some of the teams that are not near the top have been playing much better lately. Central Lafouche has jumped up and bit a couple of teams. This has been a grind, man. It's been fascinating to watch how this thing has shaken out. It is, and we, we all, everybody in the district knew coming in how competitive it was going to be. You know, it's not a surprise where um, you see, like, like it was uh, talked about beforehand where a district champion might have two or three losses. You know, it, it's, it's certainly playing into that card. Uh, you know, uh, Destran and Honville are effectively playing for the district champion uh, championship, and it's very possible that the winner has three losses uh, when district's wrapped up. So looking at the numbers here, man, and, and correct me if, if I'm seeing something that's not right, um, it doesn't look like you guys are going to be able to punch away into the top 32 unless if there's something that I'm not seeing. Is that kind of what you're seeing here as well? I mean, I'm hoping there's about three or four teams in front of us that have to forfeit a few games. But uh, <laughs> there's, um, it, it's, it's, going to, it's going to take a lot. You know, we're, um, I checked uh, LHSA rankings. I checked go preps. You know, we're between a point and a half to two points out, depending which one you look at. Um, so, yeah, we need to win all three games in front of us, and we need, some help in front of us so uh you know there's still there's still something to play for it's just we got to take it one game at a time at this point of course and look man let, let's assume for a second that you know the numbers don't shake out but their coaches tell me all the time it's like hey you know i had andrew kiwet during basketball season say hey man we're not going to get into the top 32 but we're trying to take momentum into the the off season and you know trying to give our guys something to feel good about going into you know swampland in your case or whatever it may be do you believe in that? Like, do you believe that you could earn some momentum for the next season in a current season? I think I think there's a possibility for that. I mean, for us, we graduate five seniors, so we bring a lot of a lot of guys that have gotten some playing time back this year. And we we've we've recently brought up about I want to say either two or three freshmen and one or two sophomores to varsity. So we've exposed a couple other guys to what the varsity playing uh, playing uh, field is like. So we're um. I do believe that there are some things that you can take with you to the offseason, even if the season ends before you want it to. So tell me about this. You know, is there anything schedule-wise that you guys in the future are going to do differently? And what I mean by that is I'm looking, you guys are 15 and 14, playing above 500 baseball. There are teams in the top 32 who are 13 and 16, 15 and 17, 14 and 17, 9 and 20, uh, 15 and 17, and then Honda, who's also 15 and 17. So, I mean, that's just purely schedule points that they're getting that you guys didn't get this year. Is it just a matter of scheduling, you know, uh, more traditional powerhouse programs? Like, is there anything schedule-wise you guys could do differently next year? I mean, I think there is. I mean, my biggest hope is that the power ranking formula gets reevaluated because, I, to me, I think the way the current system is set up, it, it sets up pretty well if districts didn't exist. But 
since district exists, other teams have other advantages. Like, for example, there's a district out there that's got four, four teams in it that have 20-plus wins. So you can walk out the ballpark with a loss knowing full and well your rating isn't going to get hurt very much. Our district doesn't have that same luxury. So we got to walk a fine line between trying to find wins and also trying to schedule up. You know, I, I'm taking the approach, for example, next year, our uh, district is likely moving to one round. So that frees up six district games. And I, I'm look, there's, a certain, there's a certain number of wins that I'm looking for in those six games. And if you, don't have, if you didn't have those, that number of wins this year, I'm not interested in scheduling you next year. You know, you've got to make up for the points we lost. Now, some of the points we lost this year, you could factor into some last-second schedule changes. Like, for example, the Pearl River Tournament. We were supposed to play Edna Carr, Montgomery Catholic from Alabama, and Pearl River. Well, Edna Carr pulled completely out of the tournament. We ended up playing Bell Chase and Hammond instead of Edna Carr and Pearl River. The Eunice Tournament, we were supposed to play Kinder instead of Turling. Well, Kinder got – the whole team had the flu that weekend, and then they had the kid that had leukemia. So they pulled out, and we ended up playing Turling's Catholic. Now, I think Kinder was a much more winnable game than Turling's, but we didn't make out too bad with the PowerPoints from that game either. But, no, it's really – it's trying to make up for – like I said, we're trying to trying to find a certain number of wins for for the new openings that I'm going to have on the schedule next year. I got you. And look, you and I have kind of talked about this. Do you have an idea for how to make this work? Look, I have said openly here on the show, I don't think districts should exist anymore. I think that it's an outdated concept. I think that if if we're not going to make the championships matter and we're not going to you know reward heavily a team for winning the championship, then why are we doing it? Uh, you've kind of said just a minute ago, hey, we, we kind of the same thing. You know, we've got to value this or we need to move beyond it. What are your thoughts in terms of how can we improve this? To me, I think, you know, I know, I know the system is kind of complicated to some people, but to some people it's, it's almost too simple. So in my opinion, there needs to be another, another thing that gets factored into the system that takes, that takes into account district games. Because to me, it, I just don't agree with, getting your head kicked in and being able to move up in the rankings no matter yeah, who you're playing. I right. think it should matter, you know, if you're required to play a certain team, you should have to you should have to be punished for not, not being able to beat that team. And, you know, it's what that does, it sort of evens out some of the playing field across the state. I mean, I'm not gonna make any bones about it. That Lafayette Lake Charles district is stout. All eight teams in that district are good, but that district has a beneficiary of three of the top five teams in the state and four teams with 20 plus wins, you know, it, it, not many districts have that advantage. It's not, it, in my opinion, it's not fun to, you know, get run ruled twice by one team, but you know, that, that's the advantage of it. You can look at it and say, Hey, we're going to move up in the rankings. Yeah. And, so and my, my thing is factor in district wins or losses, you know, make, maybe not make wins worth more, but you know, make district losses hurt more in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think that that's very fair. Now, Coach, you said a minute ago you guys have a younger group, a lot coming back. Um, you know, talk about uh, some of the strengths that you guys and some of the things that you're going to feel good about heading into the, the final portion of the season and then into the off season. Well, what we what we lose, we lose a couple of a uh, couple of bullpen arms. We lose we losing the catcher. We're losing a couple guys that can play the infield. Um, but reality, uh, we're very junior heavy. We've got a lot of juniors that can come back. We've got a couple of sophomores that have gotten a lot of playing time this year. And we've had a freshman that we've had to kind of throw in. You know, we threw him in a lot 
sooner than he was ready. I mean, we, we called him up 90 minutes before a game, and he had to start in right field because everybody, every other outfielder we had was sick. So um, we've gotten a lot of guys' experience this year and tried to build some depth for the future. So, you know, we, while if we don't make it this year, it's going to hurt, it, it's, it's, I guess, relieving to look at who we got coming back next year and thinking that we're going to be in good shape. And the flip side to that, you know, you're going to be saying goodbye to a handful of seniors. And look, every senior this year around all of our different schools are, are, are special kids, but they've had to endure a lot of stuff, you know, Corona and, you know, uh, the, the storm and, you know, distancing and games being postponed, seasons being canceled. They've had to endure a whole lot of mess. So I know those guys mean a lot to you. Talk about, you know, the, 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 the people more important maybe than the players, the people that you're going to be losing. Right. Um, the seniors that we're losing this year, I'll go ahead and say their names, Colin Mills, Jaden Marcel, Jose Valdez, Seth Lopez, and Eric Stapelkovich, you know, they've all kind of had their their own unique circumstances to overcome. Um, in Eric's case, Eric spent, uh, spent the last three years at a Class B school around Toledo Bend. So he's originally from this area. So just, just, being, just picking the time, the time as of now to transfer and everything that this year has been – for all of us, um, but they're all, they're all good kids. They're all kids that have meant a lot to really getting my regime started. They're, they're the first senior class. You know, they got to go through the first uh, off-season workouts, you know, the first evaluation period, really kind of resetting what uh, Terrebonne's baseball program is supposed to be, at least, at least in my view. They're, they're the first senior class to go through it. So, you know, it, it's – it's it's definitely not going to be easy to say goodbye to those guys just because of they were here from the beginning. Yeah, very very good, coach. You guys are going to be taking the field next against HL Bourgeois for the second game of that series. Uh, trying to make amends, man, it was a tough one yesterday. What do you guys got to do to flip the script tomorrow? I think we just, we got to show up with a little more intensity. Um, with it being our our one uh, off day, given the the adjusted schedule with with the hurricane and all that. Um, I don't necessarily think our heads were in the right place when we showed up at the park. And I guess it's an indictment on us. We should have done a better job preparing them. But um, to be, um, HL, they're, they're gearing up to, to make the playoffs. They're pretty solidly in. So they're, at this point, I think they're kind of fine-tuning some things. Uh, as far as pitching-wise, I expect to see either Prospery or Hebert. Um, look, just looking at you know all the games they've played, that those are the next best uh, – Next best guys behind uh, behind Roderick we saw yesterday. Um, we just, we just got to show up a little more intensity, a little more a little more desire. You know, we're we're one win away from guaranteeing a 500 record, so there is still something to play for, even if playoffs are potentially out of reach. Yeah, totally understand, totally agree. Thanks so much for the time, Coach. Take care, man. Thanks for having me. Yep, that is Coach Cameron Pierce with Terrebonne doing a wonderful job here on Play by Play. I truly believe that there is some merit and validity to what he's saying. Um, look, I am a bigger PowerPoint fan than maybe some are around the state because, like, look, every year we complain about them, but then every year we get into the playoffs and the seedings hold true. <laughs> so, you know, it just kind of shows, hey, maybe the system knows more than what we think that it knows or realize. Um, but at the end of the day, what he said a minute ago is that you could schedule a bunch of 25-win teams, go and get run-ruled in all of those games, and move up in the ratings. That's not in the spirit of what this is supposed to be. Um, 
and I don't necessarily know how to fix it per se, which is why it's a difficult conversation and discussion to have because I'm complaining about something without a solution. Um, I don't know. I think that you should maybe be demerited for being run ruled. I, I think that that maybe should count a little bit worse. I don't want to incentivize run ruling somebody, but then you're going to be, you know, running up the score and, you know, beating teams and, you know, <laughs> stealing bases up 12. You know, that's not what we're trying to get accomplished. But I just think that there should be, like, what I'm getting at is this. Today, if South Lafouche beats Assumption 15 to 1, or if they beat Assumption 2 to 1, they get the same amount of points. And likewise, for Assumption, if they lose to South Lafouche 15 to 1 or 2 to 1, they get the same amount of points. And I don't think that that's an accurate indication of how it goes because the Tarpons run ruled Morgan City, beat them decisively. So if then another team comes back and plays them and it's a two-run game, that should count for a little bit more. If you go the whole seven as opposed to losing in five, that should matter a little bit more, at least in my opinion. At least in my opinion, I think that it should. But, you know, I'm not the LHSA executive director, nor do I want to be. But I do think that that's a soft spot in the formula. And I think that that's something that um, that we certainly could maybe do a little bit better on. It's play-by-play here on 102.7 and 1600 AM. We'll be right back after this break. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. Boy, there were some good games last night. And the Pels are back on the floor today. Keep it right here. We'll be back in the next segment talking some basketball. Hi, my name is Reggie Lejean with Rouse's Weekly Specials. This week, we have value-packed sirloin chop pork chops, only 88 cents a pound. We have whole boneless rump roasts, $2.99 a pound. We have skinless chicken thighs, $2.99 a pound, great for the grill. We have sweet red personal-sized watermelons, two for $4. We have 28-ounce Powerade drinks, only 88 cents, great for the summertime. We have six-roll pack Scott paper towels for $5.99. We have Yoplait yogurt, 10 for $5. In our deli, we have a great special. Barbecue or fried drumsticks, 10 count, only $5. Rouse's slice to order, the seat or oven-roasted turkey breast, $7.99 a pound. We have in our baker department, three-layer, half-lemon, chocolate, Dobosh for only $14.99. Pepsi products, six pack, 7.5 ounce pans, four for $10. And yes, this week our crawfish prices have dropped. Live crawfish by the pound, by the sack, is $2.39 a pound. Overballed, 10 pounds or more, is $2.79 a pound. Under 10 pounds balled is $2.99 a pound. Thank you for shopping Rouse's Market. Saving money feels so good. Hey, Mike Davis here. 
Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions, medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you with two convenient locations to serve you we're located in rouse's supermarket highway 3235 in la rose or at lady of the sea medical clinic in cutoff our staff available monday through friday from 8 30 a.m to 7 p.m and saturdays 9 a.m to 3 p.m we treat you like family at lady of the sea Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. We thank Cameron Pierce for his time here on Play by Play. He did an excellent job kind of explaining where his team sits as we get into the final couple of days of the regular season. Don't know if Terrebonne is going to be able to get into the top 32, but we certainly wish them best of luck the rest of the way. Coach Pierce, win, lose, or draw, has done an excellent job there in his first season. It's play-by-play. We're sponsored by Ashley Barrios, State Farm Agent and Cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs, because power is our middle name. Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets, get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., seven days a week at Rouse's Markets, tastes like home. Buzz Off, Buzz Off's the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Golden Motor Golden Motors proudly supports South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And also, we'd like to thank the fourth annual Blue Boot Rodeo, supporting the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. The foundation's mission is to educate everyone on water safety and drowning prevention in and around all bodies of water. The rodeo will be held July 7th, 8th, and 9th at the Grand Isle Marina and Tarpon Pavilion in Grand Isle. Inshore and offshore fishing categories, there's going to be a kid zone for kids. And with the purchase of a child chi- uh, child ticket, your child will be eligible to 
to join the free Live Jacket for Life program, free CPR classes, and free swimming lessons. Bluebootrodeo.com for more information or to donate to our cause. Oh, man, what an event that's going to be. Hopefully, knock on wood, there won't be any type of weather or like they've had such a grind. It's been the fourth year now, and they've had to fight an early season storm one year. They've had to fight COVID and, you know, spikes and, you know, the different ebbs and flows that Corona has brought. Hopefully, they're able to have, you know, just a normal year without any type of drama or without any type of issue. Uh, Corey, Darby, Nicole, like the whole crew out there deserve just so many attaboys and so many kudos for the amazing work that they have done to um, allow that rodeo to take place and to turn such a tragic event into something that has helped and benefited so many. Let's talk some NBA playoffs here in this segment. Um, There were three games last night. I think two of the three games showcased teams that have a legitimate shot to win it all. And I think one of the three games showcased um, a pillow fight between two teams that are just fighting to see who's going to lose in the next round. Um, Let's start with the contenders. Uh, You guys are going to say I'm saying this because you know, I'm a, I'm a homer and I'm a 76ers guy because of Harden or whatever. Philadelphia's got a shot to win it all. Um, they've got a, leg- a legitimate, very legitimate shot to win it all. They beat Toronto 112-97 to yesterday. Uh, first off, you know, pat on the back to, to us is we picked Philly to cover seven on our picks yesterday. We also picked Embiid to go under 49.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Both things happened. 76ers get the easy win, and Embiid goes for 31 and 11, which is under his totals. Um, but the thing with Philadelphia, man, is like they have such firepower. They score 112 points yesterday, and that was while not even playing well in the fourth quarter, only scoring 17 points in the whole fourth quarter. All five starters were in double figures. Harden only scored 14 last night. In fact, Harden had the fewest shot attempts of anyone in the starting lineup yesterday with nine. So he's just kind of sitting back, being the facilitating point guard. He scores when he has to. Um, And the guys around him are just doing big things and making shots. Tyrese Maxey again yesterday was huge. 23 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. He was huge, made three three-pointers. Embiid, as we said in a minute ago, he was, you know, every bit the MVP, 31 points, 11 rebounds. He was great. Danny Green even yesterday got into the act. Danny Green was terrible in game one. He made three three-pointers yesterday, had 11 points. Tobias Harris, I think, is the key to it all. Tobias Harris is a dude that could really play. Um, he's a dude that for a long time was an underrated player in the NBA. And then he started to kind of get some attention to the point to where he kind of sort of became overrated a little bit, if that makes any sense. But then now, like, he's just kind of the forgotten about Philadelphia 76er. For his career, he's a 47% shooter and a 36% shooter from three. He averaged 17 points and six rebounds a game this year for Philly with three assists. Like, he's a really good player. He's a legitimate weapon. And if he's playing well, like, we're going to assume that Embiid, Harden, and Maxi are going to be solid. If he's playing well and you got that fourth guy who could get you 20 on any given night, this is going to be a team that's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Remember, going into the bracket, right? Going into the postseason, 
all the talk and all the talking heads on ESPN were telling me how Toronto was going to give Philadelphia hell in the opening round, and the series was going to be a seven-game series, and you know, the Philly was going to have trouble, and Siakam and, and Anobi and Van Vliet were going to cause problems. We've seen none of that so far in the opening round. And I get it. Both games were in Philly. The 76ers now got to go to Toronto, and it's going to be a whole different animal, yada, yada. I get it. But it's been two blowouts in Philly, and it's been two blowouts where the 76ers have scored at will. And then yesterday, they were even defending the Toronto team and not having any issues. So Philadelphia looked like an NBA championship contender, a legitimate threat to perhaps win it all. The second contender, like Golden State, looked amazing yesterday. Golden State looked amazing. Now, look, man, you got to understand something here. We talked about Philly a second ago. Philadelphia is winning easily in this series, in part because Gary Trent has been sick, in part because Scotty Barnes is out, in part because Stadius Young is limited. Toronto's limited. Golden State beats Denver yesterday. Look, in part because... Michael Porter's out of the lineup, in part because Jamal Murray's out of the lineup. Both of the teams that we're kind of drooling over and talking about how they're title contenders are beating very limited and very injured teams, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, you still got to win the games, and Golden State looked great yesterday getting a 20-point home win over Denver. There's just Jordan Poole, kid, man. Like, he's just coming out of nowhere. Just coming out of nowhere. He scored 28 with eight assists, five three-pointers. He's doing all of the Steph Curry stuff for Golden State right now with Curry still kind of easing his way back into the lineup off of injury. Curry yesterday played 23 minutes at 34 points. So they've got three dudes that could score from anywhere. And that's going to make them increasingly difficult to guard because they've got some glue guys, Looney and you know Draymond Green and you know all those other guys, the others as we call them, They've got some other dudes who like to make plays and could set screens and, and everything about that. So you got Golden State, who's looking like a title contender. They're playing exceedingly well. They've got a shot in a Western Conference that is kind of softer than what people realize. Then last night's game, Utah and Dallas was just a mess. Neither one of those teams, Utah nor Dallas, is a significant threat to do anything here going forward. Dallas gets the win, 110-104. to 104. They even up the series one game apiece. Utah for years and years has been in this spot, and this is what I am so afraid of with the Pelicans. Utah is in the worst spot in the entire NBA. They're that team that, A, has no salary cap space, B, has a core that's not good enough to win it all, so they just, as a result, C, make the playoffs and lose in the first round every single season, and they have no means to improve their roster they're never bad enough to get a good draft pick. They have no cap space, and they're just stuck. That's Utah right now. They're playing Dallas without Luka Doncic and can't even win the damn series. Dallas beats them 110-104 to 104 yesterday. Donovan Mitchell scores 34 points, needs 30 shots to do it. He's inefficient. He doesn't make the game easier for anybody but himself. For the usage that he had, shooting the ball 30 times, he only had five assists. That's embarrassingly bad. Rudy Gobert, in the first two games of the series, has only attempted six shots. You got a big dude in the middle. You got to get him involved, but Donovan Mitchell's too busy dancing at the three-point line, trying to score, or whatever it may be. It ain't working for Utah. Doncic is going to come back later in the series. Win, lose, or draw for Dallas, nor Utah. Neither of these teams is a threat going forward. They're both going to lose in the next round, regardless of who they play. Now, that sets the stage for tonight's game or games, rather, plural. 
You got Atlanta against Miami at 6.30 on TNT, Minnesota and Memphis at 7.30 on NBA TV, and then the Pelicans and, and uh, the Suns at 9 o'clock on TNT. I think the best of the three games is going to be Minnesota and Memphis. The game one of that series was amazing. Those teams get up and down the floor. They score. Neither one wants to play defense. Minnesota got the upset win in that one in game one. I want to see how hungry Memphis is going to be to try to get it back in game two. I want to see what Trey Young is going to do today. Trey Young has really established himself as kind of that perfect NBA villain, right? The guy who takes pride of going into your home gym and ending your season and talking trash to your home fans. He did it in Madison Square Garden last year. He did it in the play-in tournament in Cleveland. Like, he's that guy that he he's kind of got that cold-blooded mentality. He likes to be the bad guy. In game one against Miami, he was a train wreck. He was awful. He scored eight points. Let me tell you the shooting numbers here, because they were atrocious. He was one of 12 from the field, 0 of 7 from behind the three-point line, eight points, six turnovers. And Miami, predictably, as a result, beat the heck out of them, 115-91. to 91. That's not going to sit well with Trey Young. I want to see what that young man's going to do tonight. I think he's going to be more efficient. Obviously, you can't be any less less efficient than one of 12. I think he's going to be playing with his hair on fire. And I think Miami may win the game tonight, but they're going to have to do so while surviving a Herculean effort from Young. I think Young's going to go for 30-plus tonight. I think he's going to give his best. I think he's going to get on the free-throw line. And I think he's going to try to power his team forward against Miami. So excited to see that. Then the nightcap, you got the Pelicans and the Suns. The Suns won game one by 11. Game that they really never had issue with. They were kind of in control throughout. And then New Orleans kind of battled back, made it a little more competitive late than the Suns created some distance in the final minutes. For New Orleans, you've got to be more efficient. Um, C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Jonas Valanciunas all shot well below 50% in game one. That can't happen again if you want to have a chance. Brandon Ingram was on the back of the milk carton in game one in the second half. He scored two points in the final 20 minutes. Yoo-hoo, Brandon Ingram, we need you, bro. He was 6 of 17 for the game, five turnovers, four assists. That cannot happen again. He's got to be better in the second half. Ingram was 6 of 17 in game one. Valanchunas was 7 of 21. McCollum was 9 of 25. You got to tighten that up. You got to get that a little bit closer to 45, 46% if you want to have any chance. On the Suns' perspective, yeah, it's easy to say, man, Chris Paul's never going to be that good again. In game one, Chris Paul had 30 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists, 12 of 16 shooting. I could piggyback that, though, and say on the flip side, New Orleans probably is not going to out-rebound the Suns by 20 again. They out-rebounded Phoenix 55-35 to in game two. So those are the things to pay attention to. Is A, can the Pelicans dudes be more efficient tonight? Can the Pelicans limit Chris Paul a little bit better and if they do limit Chris Paul do they have to sacrifice anything to do it it's like if you're trapping Chris Paul but then you're just creating better offense for Devin Booker are you really doing anything can they can they limit Chris Paul without having to sacrifice anything else and then from Phoenix's perspective can they rebound the basketball better because New Orleans dominated them on the glass the problem was they just couldn't throw it into the ocean New Orleans outshot Phoenix 95 attempts to 78 in game one 
And if that happens again, these games can be close if New Orleans shoots it better. In game one, they would just, you know, get the offensive rebound and then just miss again. <laughs> that can't continue to happen. I think New Orleans is going to play close today. I think it's actually, you know what? I'll, I'll, let me say this. Game one, Phoenix got like that 15, 20 point lead and then just kind of held on. I think today's game is going to actually be the opposite of that. I think New Orleans is going to come out hot today, play well early, have maybe a five, six point lead. And then I think Phoenix is going to make a run late and beat him by seven, eight points. So I think that it's going to be the opposite today. I think New Orleans is going to start hot but not be able to finish it out. But I think they're going to be more competitive. I think they're going to play with more fire. I think they're going to do a lot of the things that we're talking about, be more efficient, whatever it may be. But like we talked about on Monday's show, Phoenix is just better than they are. So at the end of the day, when punch, uh, push comes to shove, the Suns are going to have a speed that they could go to that New Orleans just doesn't have. And I think that as a result, the Suns are going to get a game two win and defend their home floor. So that's kind of our NBA rundown. Boy, these playoffs are good. I promised you before the playoffs started that they would be good and they would be exciting. They have exceeded even my expectations so far through just a couple of days. Uh, we've got teams that are really showing out. Like I said a minute ago, Philadelphia looks great. Golden State looks great. In game one, Miami looked great. Can they carry that forward today? Tomorrow, we've got some excellent games as well. The Nets are going to be taking the floor again. The Bucks, like We've got so many great games to follow. And I look forward to seeing how all this thing plays itself out. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll go to the phone lines one more time. We've got Mr. Stan Gravois. We'll talk with him about all the things happening around the area. It's play-by-play on 102.7 and also 1600 AM KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you.
Welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7 and 1600 AM. KLEB, a reminder, join us for high school varsity baseball coverage, sponsored in part by State Bank and Trust Company, Rev, Calvin Braxton Ford, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Joseph the Contractors, Advanced Eye Institute, and Terrebonne General Health System. Today, this afternoon, South Lafouche taking on Assumption at 4 o'clock. Coach Brian Colley and I will be out in Napoleonville as the Tarpons are going to be trying to win their first ever outright district championship. We go to the phone lines now. We have Stan Gravitz, our TGMC Tuesday. Stan, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Hey, Casey. Doing well. Doing well. Hope everybody had a great Easter break. Same to you, man. It was a, certainly a good one for us, and we hope the same for you all. Um, kind of diving right into it, man. We had um, Cameron Pierce on earlier in the show, and we were talking about kind of the mess that is the 5A district where there are a lot of teams crunched near the top, and it looks like Destrehan and Honda will kind of play a winner-take-all game there. In 4A, the recipe is simple. South Lafouche needs to win one out of two against Assumption to win it outright. If Assumption wins them both, we're looking at a three-way tie. Man, our two local districts, uh, we're going to be crowning a champion in the coming days. It's an exciting time. Yeah, what a week for Terrebonne High. They go from potentially winning the district and working their way into the playoffs to really – Oh, putting themselves behind the eight ball, so to speak, because uh, that loss to HL Bourgeois yesterday and then a couple of losses there in between where, uh, you know, they couldn't win that second one against Hauntville. It's from sort of the castle to the outhouse real quick for the Tigers. And uh, for any chance of them to get in, they basically have to win out. And and you did think that even if they weren't going to be in a top 32, maybe a share of the district championship might, you know, get them into the playoffs. So, yeah, looking up, and look at HL, man. They got hot real quick, so HL's working their way up the rankings and looks like they're going to be in safely, and they're playing pretty well. I was thinking this the other day when it's in relationship to District 8 for a The only team that was probably happier to beat Vanderbilt Catholic twice last week than, than South Lafouche is probably Assumption, you know. <laughs> And and uh, now Assumption sitting there thinking, hey, it, it kind of worked out for us to get our opportunity. It's not going to be easy against the Tarpons, but at least there is that chance, you know. And uh, last week you had mentioned, it, and it's really interesting, and I'm starting to kind of rethink my thinking on how these guys are all doing this now related to baseball. You had mentioned on Tuesday – that we weren't quite sure who we were going to see from Vanderbilt against South Lafouche because they had a game on Wednesday against Destrehan that could be a big PowerPoint ranking game. And they sort of did do that to a certain extent where we didn't see Shake Snyder for Vanderbilt, you know, and, and they kind of saved everything up in a sense for Destrehan on Wednesday. And I sort of don't understand it because as it's turning out, it looks like South Lafouche is the team that's going to get you the power points. Now, they're the team that's that's obviously the hottest team. And uh, two wins against Assumption, and I would venture to say that if they don't get into the top five with those two wins against Assumption, something's wrong with the power point ranking. You know, I was kind of thinking about this, you know, as I was looking through the numbers and saying, okay, well, you know, trying to figure out South Lafouche's matchups. You know, hey, you'd rather play this team than that team or whatever it may be. And then – after about five or so minutes of doing that, I was saying, you know what? I'm wasting my time here. And the reason for that is because every single one of the other 31 teams in the 4A bracket is saying, we don't want to play South Lafouche right now. They're looking at the results, seeing they've won 10 in a row, seeing who they've beaten, how they've beaten them. Man, they've got to be the hottest team right now. I haven't dug into the numbers. I haven't studied every other team, but they've certainly got to be one of, if not the hottest team right now. 
And the one thing I think about 4A baseball is, is when you even consider, you know, North Vermillion as a team up there at the top with, I think, two losses this year. And I saw North Vermillion play in South Terrebonne in that semifinal game last year. It does not strike the fear of God in you. Trust me. It is not. It's not. So I'm going to say something in case you know. All the times I've been on radio with you, <laughs> I usually am just kind of real high school sports is high school sports. Let's not look at it one way or another way. But I'll go ahead and say probably the most controversial thing I've ever said on radio related to all of this. And I actually took a little flack about it by saying this a little bit earlier uh, last week. There are three things I'm starting to really notice. And it's and it's mm, mm, the first thing I'm going to say is primarily softball, but it is baseball too. There is the biggest drop-off I've probably ever seen between 5A and everybody else this year. Sure. The 5A is just, it's another, you know, we just talked about Terrebonne and HL, but Terrebonne and HL, quite honestly, could compete with anybody. It's just that 5A is, is it's, a, it's another level, as it should be, because there's more kids that go there. But in softball right now, it's like another world. Then you get to the brackets. So my second beef is, is man, these brackets are crazy. To send a one-team win into the playoffs, and I won't, you know, name specific related to softball. To have, to have, the way softball is going with 32 teams. There's just too many teams in the playoffs, and it's the first time I've ever said that. And I'm all about kids getting the opportunity to play. But I also see athletic directors who are trying to make their money stretch so far to send a team to Menden, Louisiana, or to Monroe, Louisiana, and spending $3,000 to go up there to get 10 run ruled. It's kind of ridiculous now. So that's my number two beef. And the third is the power rankings from a perspective of there are teams that are in lower classifications that could sort of pick and choose, and they're only playing one round of district right now so that they can rack up the power points. And you do have districts that have one really strong team, so all the other teams in the district really don't have much of a chance to gain any power point rankings. Yet you have some districts that have like four strong teams, so everybody at the bottom of that district kind of tags along and gets in the playoffs because the rest of the district's strong, if that makes any sense whatsoever. And I'm starting to see where, wait a minute, this is finally not working the way I think it should be working. The fact is, is in 8-4-A baseball, you're going to have all of the teams in the district make the playoffs, unless I'm mistaken, because Morgan City, I think, is inside the 32 right now. I know Ellen is safely inside of the top 32, and that's because South Lafouche, Vanderbilt, Assumption, and even South Terrebonne, to an extent, is sort of good, so the bottom gets dragged up. But if you only had one team in that district that was really good, then you have the opposite that happens. So it's the first time I have a problem with the way everything related to the LHSAA in baseball and softball is working. All of that being said, I'm going back to the point you made initially. I don't know who in the world can beat South Lafouche in 4A baseball right now. I don't think anybody can, quite honestly. So – I was talking about this with Coach Cameron Pierce earlier in the show. I don't know if you had a chance to, to kind of hear that interview, so I'll kind of reiterate what I said just in case. Um, like he says that there's issues. Like we've either got to make the district games more important or not do them. That's his theory. And mine is that 
okay, I'll use Morgan City as an example, and I'm not meaning to pick on them, but Morgan City played a lot of the powerful teams in the district and lost in via run rule. South Terrebonne played a lot of the powerful teams in the district and lost one-run games. But yet Morgan City and South Terrebonne both got the same amount of points for that loss. And I think that like I, I, it becomes a slippery slope, Stan, because like you don't want to incentivize running up the score, right? But at the end of the day, I think a seven-inning hard-fought two-run loss shouldn't matter more than a 15 nothing five-inning loss. And I think that that's just where we kind of get lost is that you shouldn't get rewarded for getting beaten badly by a really quality opponent. And losing close to really quality opponents should matter a little bit more. I don't know how to fix it, but I would start by trying to figure out something there. Absolutely. And listen, I'll equate it. I'll use the softball bracket to kind of hammer your point home. It was a local team that actually got to play at home in the first round of softball. And when you go look at the schedule and you understand the schedule, you go, whoa, 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 whoa. And a lot of people were like thinking one way about it, and I was thinking, ooh, this could be dangerous. And it actually turned out dangerous because the home team lost in a 10-run rule game, a, a, a very quick game. And I'm going, so that's the flip side of the PowerPoint, pretty much to what you just said. And, and, and what I mean by that is, is you mentioned, if you look at South Terrebonne and you look at Morgan City this year, you would, you would know that South Terrebonne's probably a better team this year because of the cycle they're in and because of just the teams they've played. But when you look at the brackets, it's almost like you just said, too, where you know, if Assumption gets beat by this team, let's use Vanderbilt as the X factor. They get beat by Vanderbilt 10-run rule both games, right? And South Terrebonne goes and loses both of those by a run. Not only by a run, by a situation where they were leading in the seventh inning and right. then they lose <laughs> by a run. And you go, okay, so Morgan City and South Terrebonne are the same, right? Well, no, they're not. And that's the only problem with the PowerPoint ranking. And we could sort of hammer this home. And like I said, it's the first year – I see big inadequacies in it. The flip side of that is, is if somebody were to say, so what's the answer? I, you know, I don't know. I know yeah. things like this are always going to happen, and I'm not quite sure what the answer is. I just feel like, and listen, this is looking at it kind of not necessarily through rosy glasses. I'm glad everybody in 8-4-A is going to be in the baseball playoffs because obviously I would love to see all of our bio region teams in the playoffs in baseball, right? But that being said, that means that there's some team from another district who may be getting left out because this district dragged itself along with some of those top of echelon teams. Yeah. And when I said it, again, folks, I, I saw North Vermillion. I saw Neville play last year. Neville, I think, is number two in the PowerPoint rankings. Saw both of them over in Sulphur last year. And I know what this South Lafouche team's about. There's a great chance. That's there's a great chance South Terrebonne plays a home game with maybe a 500 record, and they could be a team that gives some of these top teams problems. Yeah, no doubt about that. So let's kind of shift gears and talk some professional sports for a second. You got the Pelicans who are going to be on the road against Phoenix. They lost game one, fell behind early, kind of battled back, but as soon as it got close, Phoenix turned back on the Jets. Look, it feels like to me, you know, and, and I get it, we all understand the Pelicans are likely not going to win this series but it just feels like Phoenix just has a gear that New Orleans doesn't have. And the way I said it on yesterday's show is Chris Paul's just sitting there and saying, all right, New Orleans cut it to seven. All right, hold my beer. I'll go score six points in a minute. Like he just got, they've, they've just got the firepower that New Orleans just can't answer. 
You know what, though? I think Phoenix might have a gear that a lot of teams that yeah. are still in the playoffs yeah. don't have. I really think there were some teams that if the Pelicans would have matched up in the first round, they possibly could have got by. Unfortunately, you get seeded, right? And they made their own bed with the seeding. You lose, you know, 12 of your first 13 games. That's what's going to happen to you, and that's what happened. So I get it. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't see any kind of way that they're going to get past Phoenix. I do attribute a little bit of that loss the other night somewhere in there to the situation where they had to go out to Los Angeles and take on the Clippers after playing the first playoff game, playing game, excuse me, in New Orleans. So I understand the fatigue factor a little bit. And maybe it'll be a little bit better tonight, but I'm not quite sure I could see them getting a win off of Phoenix at all. You know, just one win in this series. So uh, I guess we should be kind of happy with what happened with the Pelicans. It's certainly better than the alternative of not getting in the playoffs. And we've seen a little bit of light at the end of the tournament. Thank God for C.J. McCollum, because I think he is the guy who came in and sort of rejuvenated that team in some way, shape, or form. I don't know if it's in the locker room. I don't know if it's just because everybody was happy to have him along. But I am happy, but I understand this could very well be the end of the road. And I'm not disappointed because it's Phoenix, right? But if it would have been somebody, you know, say they would have got the Jazz somewhere in there or Denver or something, maybe they could have got by them. But, no, I don't think – I think the other team maybe is Golden State on that side in the West where – Golden State and and Phoenix were the two teams you were not going to get by. Yep, I agree with that. Um, let's talk some LSU football, man. LSU is turning over every single stone that could be possibly over underturned. They got a transfer commitment today from Ohio State cornerback Savian Banks. It's the 30th commitment of the 2022 class for LSU. The Tigers had 48 returning players, 15 high school signees, and now 15 transfer signees. Uh, so they're now up to do the match. Seventy-eight scholarship players. Um, they're looking to. They've got spots for two more scholarships. And their coach Kelly says, when spring ends, we're going to kind of evaluate what we need and we're going to go target those players. Uh, but man, you got a big cornerback uh, from Ohio State, a guy who's battled some injuries, right? But he's very talented, and if he could stay healthy, he's going to make a big impact. I love what they're doing. I love what they're doing. You know, anybody who becomes available, they're kind of sniffing it out, and if it's a fit, they're going to get it. LSU's retooled their roster in one offseason. It's been pretty remarkable to see what they've done. You know, every time we're on radio and we're talking about some of the high schools and the programs that different schools have, I always go back to infrastructure. Brian Kelly's, you know, obviously, he's a real deal, man. As a matter of fact, think about it. I would imagine Casey, the only coach out there who is more of an infrastructure and you sort of have to have your foundation laid out and then you start building on that foundation until you have this sort of Taj Mahal-type thing, is Nick Saban. I think Brian Kelly's right behind Nick Saban with all of that. I think he's the kind of guy who understands. He's, he's sort of, between the lines, made some comments lately about what he saw at LSU related to not having a solid infrastructure, that it was a weak base, you know, and sometimes things can look pretty on the outside, but when you get on the inside, it's just not real pretty. Sounds like they're making it pretty all the way around. And I've actually gotten – this is not just the roster development. I've just gotten to like what Kelly is all about because I think he's, he's, he's a real deal. And I think we both agree that we're going to be happy with the product on the field next year. You know, not, not necessarily wins and losses.
chances, even though we hope that the wins are maybe more than what we would have thought. I just think we're going to understand that there's something good to come in the future and we're going to be proud of them instead of scratching our head on Sunday morning what happened on Saturday. Yeah, and, and I think maybe the best way that I could explain it is I think that whenever we get to the last down of football in the next season, we're going to head into the off season with a very clear optimism of, hey, man, this thing is headed in the right direction. Whereas last off season, we were kind of unsure that that was the case, right? Right. It was a roller coaster ride. It was sort of you were hoping, but you were. Ho- it was almost like we were just taking things and throwing it against the wall and hoping it stuck, right? And we were still sort of relying on 2019 for the glue, yet nothing else in the last couple of years should have led us to believe that there was any glue left there, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and right now you're starting to see it kind of solidify. And you may have your favorite out there. You may be a guy who, like Miles Brandon and you're very appreciative of him coming back. But then you saw the Daniels kid come in, and you're going, well, that makes competition, but I think Miles Brennan. You don't think any of that anymore. You think, this guy's there to get the right guy, and the best player is going to play, and that's how we're going to move forward. And if you don't sort of make the cut this spring and you go into the portal from LSU, you probably should have been in the portal. You know, I, yep. I mean, I don't mean to, to sound cold, but, you know, yeah, we – not not like we don't need you, but like, yeah, I think we got the kind of player that Coach Kelly wants now, and the rest are just going to go by the wayside. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Look, man, we thank you so much for the time. Can't wait until Saturday, man. We're going to be approaching the end of high school. We'll be able to look at where everybody's seated. It should be a great show, man. Can't wait. Thank you, sir. And uh, by the way, this Friday, uh, and I do want to talk to you on Saturday morning, I will be in the San Diego area, but I'll better give you a little hint of what it's like to play Torrey Pines on Saturday, too, because playing there Friday, so I'll let you know. Well, I get the feeling that you're going to be swinging a golf club about 190 times on Friday, so we maybe have a little shoulder, a little ice on the shoulder Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I'm headed to Academy in just a little while to pick up some more balls. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy yourself, my friend. I'm, ha- I'm so happy that All you're going right. to get to experience that. All right, I'll talk to you later, Casey. Yep, that is Stan Grabaugh doing a wonderful job. Boy, that is awesome. I didn't, I knew he had that coming up. Didn't realize he had that coming up so soon. That's going to be an experience of a lifetime for him. We certainly look forward to seeing what he has to say about that on Saturday. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to kind of go through the headlines. We're going to talk about some LSU football. They get the big commitment, as we talked about a second ago. Then at the bottom of the show, we'll get you your betting picks. We were 2-1 and one yesterday. Going to try to have another winning day today. It's play-by-play on 102.7 and also 1600 AM KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. 
Hello, customers and friends. Taylor Griffin with Dufresne Building Materials here, back to remind you about a top-selling product right now, and that's roofing. Don't forget about the local guys, because we've got you covered with roofing paper, synthetic roofing felt, and so many Tamco Elite and Tamco Heritage shingle options. Starter strips, hip and ridge, 20-year three-tab, 30-year architectural, we've got it all. And you want to talk color options, you name it, we've got it. And we've got six going on seven convenient locations to serve you. Cut off, Thibodeau, Bell Chase, Luling, Slidell, Gulfport, and coming soon, Grand Isle. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3 and 2 stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. When you order, Curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like home. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Welcome back to Play by Play on this Tuesday. Man, am I the only one that does this? Like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like this started during, like, the pandemic, and it just, like, never got better. Like, I don't know what day of the week it is, like, ever. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because I work a job. Like, maybe it's because with my newspaper obligations, like, I work on the weekends. So, like, most people kind of schedule their week by the weekdays and then they know hey we got to look forward to the weekend but for me like saturday is a day where i spend a lot of time at games or writing then sunday i go and i build the newspaper like i don't know i never because there's very little and don't get me wrong i'm not overworked i'm not complaining about my work schedule i got a lot of free time um but i don't know i just never know what day of the week it is like i was i had to look at my laptop to see oh yeah today is tuesday like i thought like wednesday thursday like i never know what day of the week it is and that started during corona and it just never i've never gotten a good grip on the days of the week since then unfortunately uh but we want to thank everybody for listening we're going to kind of run down some lsu football here a reminder join us for high school varsity baseball coverage sponsored in part by Thibodeau regional health systems golden motors rouses 3t oil change Buzz off and Terrebonne General Health System today. Four o'clock, South Lafouche taking on Assumption. The recipe is simple. If South Lafouche wins today, they will be the outright district champions for the first time in school history. 56 years, the first time in school history. So what I'm getting at is, if you're listening under your carport in LaRoge right now, 
if you're driving in Golden Meadow, going to get lunch, if you're at your office in Homa and you're at your work desk and you're saying, hey, I've got a little time today, get your behind into to Napoleonville, man. The Tarpons are going to need your support. They've got to take on a very stout and very uh, good assumption team, very well coached assumption team. Coach Cadu does a wonderful job with that program. They're actually seated ahead of the Tarpons in the power ratings, so it's going to be a stiff test for South Lafouche today. They're going to try to get it done against a very tough assumption team. Four o'clock. So that means we'll be on the air around 0350 or so out in Napoleonville, Louisiana. So um, we, we promised you some LSU football talk. Shay Dixon reported earlier today that LSU landed a player from the transfer portal, Ohio State cornerback Savian Banks, committed to the Tigers, the 30th commitment for LSU in the 2022 class. Um, a, it's a position of need. LSU needed defensive backs, right? We all knew this. They got a bunch of defensive backs, but you could always have more, especially with the way that teams throw the ball today. You get a guy from a premier program, a dude from Ohio State, a guy who made 15 starts for Ohio State, a dude who's, you know, had big moments. He was honorable mention all Big Ten at Ohio State. It's like you're not getting a dude from Ohio State who was like the seventh cornerback on the roster. You're getting a dude who could like legitimately play, a guy who could come in and realistically be like a starter for you next season. Big, big get. Third-team preseason All-American in 2021. Battled some injuries, so it never materialized for him the way that he thought that it might. But this is a dude with a lot of talent. This is a dude who, if he stays healthy, is going to make a big impact on the LSU secondary. And it just goes to show, when LSU hired Brian Kelly, there were a lot of people who, (laughs) I laughed at them then, I laughed at them now. Oh, you should have got Billy Napier from UL. He knows Louisiana better. Give me a break. There's no comparison to Brian Kelly's resume to Billy Napier. Brian Kelly has been making the college football playoff for years. He has been winning 10, 11, 12 games against some of the hardest schedules in the country for years. Billy Napier has been beating UL Monroe and, you know, beating Texas State and at times struggling to do so. So first, that's the first observation. There's no comparison. Brian Kelly was the right guy for this job. He's going to do tremendous. The second thing is that the, the the thing that people complained about whenever the hire was made is that, oh, he's not going to know how to recruit Louisiana. He's not familiar with Louisiana. Just look at what they've done. Look at what they've done. Since he's been hired, they got 15 guys from the transfer portal. Kept their recruiting class intact by and large. You keep Will Campbell. You keep you know Walker Howard, and you keep the big guys in the class intact. You go and get the big tight end from Texas on signing day, the big five star, uh, the big five star linebacker. You go get the big five star, and then you get all these transfers from all over the place. And then now for the next recruiting class, you're starting to get safeties, and you're getting commitments from four and five star players around the country. LSU's got some momentum, and this idea that Brian Kelly won't know how to recruit Louisiana—it's a myth. It's a myth. He recruited well at Notre Dame. At Notre Dame, a place where you have to be like an ACT 28 kid to even get in. At LSU, it lessened restrictions and, you know, the ability to sign pretty much anybody. The Tigers are going to be just fine on their recruiting trail. I promise you. Coach Kelly's going to know how to close the deal. They're going to get, you know, Frank Wilson on the, on the call. They're going to have a great staff. They're going to be very well structured. LSU's in good shape. 
Brian Kelly has won everywhere he's ever been. He's LSU is going to be no different. This is by far the best infrastructure that he's ever had. The the program that invests the most in itself uh, uh, compared to any that Coach Kelly has ever been at. In year one, I don't know what it's going to look like. Look, you've got a lot of roster turnover. You've got a new system. You've got to figure a lot of things out. But year two and beyond, LSU is going to be exceptional. Exceptional under Brian Kelly. They're not going to beat themselves. They're going to have a new united front. He's been preaching you know, brotherhood and teamwork and all the things that were lacking in years past. LSU's in a good place. So it was awesome to see that they added a big transfer player at a position to need. Now, Coach Kelly said after spring, they've got two more spots to fill. They're going to target uh, some guys at some certain spots. I think they're going to get another offensive lineman. I think they're going to get a tight end. If they can, you know, right? Like, you know, you're not going to go sign a one-star tight end just to say that you did it. But if there's a player that fits and matches, then that's what I think there will be an offensive lineman and a tight end. Those are the places that I think they're going to have to add the most depth to their roster going forward. Now, for LSU, um, I think that the quarterback battle is generating a lot of attention, right? You know, people want to know, will it be Brennan, will it be Daniels, whatever it may be. But I think what's the most of interest to me is how they're going to play at the line of scrimmage. I think the defensive front is going to be very good. They've got a lot of returnees. The offensive line, you're replacing almost everybody. And I think, I truly believe one of the keys to the season coming up is how will LSU be able to pass block? Because last year, that was such a weakness. At times, they ran block pretty well. Ty Davis-Price had some big 100-yard, 200-yard games. (laughs) At times, their run blocking was there. But they couldn't protect Max Johnson. He was running for his life. He could never set his feet in the pocket like he was never able to get going. How well are they going to be able to protect Miles Brennan? But I still assume Miles Brennan will be the starter. How well will they be able to protect him? Be a big part of the season. and It'll be something that I'm going to be looking forward to seeing in the spring game over the weekend. Uh, let's do this. Uh, very quickly, Freddie Freeman hit a home run in his first at-bat against the Braves last night. Um the Braves are struggling. We predicted on the Thursday show before the holiday that Atlanta would go out west and would struggle. They're not the same team without Ronald Acuna. They're not. They're just. They're trying to figure out their chemistry. They're not right right now. They're not whole right now. And the Dodgers beat them. Freddie Freeman's pregame commentary about how oh, how much he loves and misses the spare me, bro. Spare me. He overplayed his hand. He was trying to get a deal far larger than what was out there market wise. He was not altogether liked in the clubhouse. We're starting to learn some of those things now. He outkicked his coverage, and he got burned. And Atlanta got Matt Olson, who is every bit as good as Freddie Freeman going forward, who signed the long-term deal that Freddie wasn't willing to sign. Freddie had some very pointed things to say about Atlanta initially when once he signed with L.A., and he's since been on an, an apology tour since to kind of do the PR. You said what you said, bro. The Atlanta Brave fans are not going to forgive you anytime soon. Although he did get a little bit of revenge yesterday hitting a home run. Looking forward to seeing how that series goes in the next couple of days. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we've got three picks for you all. We were 2-1 and one yesterday, looking to stay hot today. It's play-by-play on 102.7 and also 1600 AM KLEB. We'll be right back trying to make you guys some cash in the next segment of the show. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. 
New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Ontario, Douay, Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Douay Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Douay Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. Welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7. Casey Justclair here wrapping up the show. Hope that you guys are having a wonderful day. Boy, is it beautiful today. Like if you were grading today's weather 1 through 10, it would be a 9.5 if not an outright 10. It is gorgeous outside today. Looking forward to heading out of here, uh, going relax for a couple of minutes, and then making the trip out to out to Napoleonville for the Tarpons and the Mustangs. That'll be at 4 o'clock. You could join us for high school varsity baseball coverage. Sponsored in part by State Bank and Trust Company, Rev, Calvin Braxton Ford, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Joe Septic Contractors, and Advanced Eye Institute. We were 2-1 and one yesterday on our betting picks. We're going to try to do even better today. Let's go ahead and win all three of them today. How about that? Does that sound like a plan to you all? The first game I got on the list is the Cardinals with a minus 116 money line against the Marlins. Cardinals are throwing Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright is a contact pitcher who doesn't get a whole lot of strikeouts, pitches to contact, but is highly effective. Pitching in Miami in that massive, large ballpark. I like Waino to go five, six innings, not allowing very many runs. And I like the Cardinals' offense to score enough to get Wayno by this one. I like the Cardinals to win on the road. <laughs> Miami is a quality team at home, so that makes this one a little bit tricky. But that's why the line is about even. I think the Cardinals are a better team. I think they've got a great pitcher on the mound and in a good spot. I like Miami to take care of business. Or excuse me, I like St. Louis to take care of business. Excuse me, over Miami on the road and to get the big win in the NBA today. I like, let me tell you, I like, um, let's see, which NBA pick am I going to give you? I like over 219 for the Hawks in the Heat. The Hawks played terribly bad in game one. That's not going to happen again. 
Atlanta's got a lot of weapons. They've got a lot of premier offensive talent. They've got dudes who could score from all over. Trey Young's not going to go one for 11 or whatever I told you early in the show, like ever again. He's going to be better. Flip side to that, Atlanta doesn't defend at all. <laughs> and without Clint Capella, they doubly don't defend at all. So I think that Miami's going to be able to score. I think it's going to be more of a shootout. Give me a game that'll be played, you know, 115 to 111 type of thing. I think this one's going to go over 219. Game one went under, but that's because Atlanta couldn't score. That's not going to happen again today. So give me over 219 in that matchup there. Last pick, then we'll get out of here. The Yankees. I like them to cover a one and a half point run spread over the Detroit Tigers. Garrett Cole's pitching on the mound. Need I say more? Garrett Cole's one of the best in the sport. I think they're going to take care of business. I think the Yankees are going to get the big win. So we want to thank everybody for listening. We're going to wrap up right here. We're going to be at Assumption today, 4 o'clock. The Tarpons are trying to make history. They're trying to win their first ever outright district championship. I can't wait to be on the call. Coach Kyle and I will be at Napoleonville. <laughs> Tarpons have two shots to win one game. If they could do that, they'll make school history and take some momentum into the playoffs. You've been listening to Play by Play. Same time tomorrow, we'll be right back at it. This is Casey Jistler signing off. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. <laughs>